Hello and welcome to another episode of SoChat, the only podcast dedicated to all things shared ownership. I'm your host, Asif Chowdhury, along with Amy Nettleton. Say hello, Amy. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Crack me up every time. So today's guest is Sarah Crockford, Head of Sales at Sage Homes. And Sarah's currently National Head of Sales at Sage Homes, having worked her way up over the last 10 years within the sector. Hugely passionate about shared ownership, not only delivering it to a wider public, but also supporting colleagues within the sector, sharing knowledge and best practice. Uh, Recently, Sarah sat on the board of the National Sales Group and continues to support the sector as an active member. So it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you on the podcast, Sarah. Oh my God, it's such a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Honestly, I was made for sounded stuff like, like this. Sounded like you meant that. I, love I genuinely that. did. You are, I've you got are. this really terrible habit of sounding insincere all the time, but I promise. I'm buzzed. That's fine. We'll let the listeners decide. You decide, <laughs> listeners. So, Amy's got some uh, soul searching questions coming up for you, Sarah. But before we do all of that, I've got a couple of um, questions I want to ask you. So, first one. What does home mean to you? Oh, somewhere. What is home? Just somewhere steady, somewhere like just cosy, somewhere nice to be, that you can just be your absolute self around all your favourite things with your dog, if you've got a dog. Yeah. Yeah, nice answer that. I like that. And so I kind of alluded to it a little bit in your bio on your intro but why do you work in the housing sector? Um, My dad made me go for an interview that I didn't really want to go and do when I was like, when I'd left uni. He was like, and I was working in Nando's and he was like, go and do this, please. And I went, oh, really? This is, I don't want to do that. I want to go to Australia for a gap year. So I went, did the interview, worked there for two weeks and then was like, what do I have to do if I want a job? And they were like, you can have one if you like. I was like, great. And that was it. And I was saying to somebody the other day, I genuinely never thought I would be doing this. I had no interest in housing whatsoever. And yet here I am 10 years later, literally can't imagine doing anything else. Probably can't do anything else, actually. Um, Don't have many other skills. (laughs) So here I am. That's really nice, that. what? So what's it like working in Nando's? You just say Nando's, not Landudno, didn't you? No, yeah, Nando's. Um, it was spicy. What would your Nando's order be? Half a chicken, lemon and herb, rice <laughs> and peas. Right. What about you, Amy? Do you know what? I've only ever been to Nando's once. And Is it because they I make you with... queue up? You don't like it. Pretty much. <laughs> well, I only ever went, I've been with, and a bit of a shout out here, I went with Dave Lockerman, Alison Inman, and um, who else came with us? Oh, this is going to, this my mind's gone and this is going to be really horrible. Um, it will come to me, I'll come back. But we went um, to Nando's, we met in Nando's and um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a Nando's aficionado or even... I wouldn't rush back if I'm honest. Honest, I've moved up in the world and okay. I don't like to eat places where you have to fetch your own cutlery now. So my standards have, you know, improved. A.D. Clark, that was it. How did I miss, how did I forget his name? A.D. Clark. And <laughs> um, yeah, the three of us, the four of us went and we actually need a reunion in that. And I'd go to Nando's again to have dinner with those. But like you, it's like, well, where do I go? Oh no, you need to go and collect that yourself. 
it's like Pizza Hut back in the day, like like a salad bar and stuff. I mean, we've moved on, surely. Surely. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, yeah, what does home mean to you? Why do you work in the housing sector? And tell us what it's like to work at Nando's. Yeah. Love that. What a nice way to start. So Amy's got some uh, more soul-searching questions. I thought there were more, but I don't think there were. I, I, I don't <laughs> think they are going to be more soul-searching than the Nando's one, to be honest. So, Amy, yeah. I'm going to hand over to you. Thank you. And I feel like I want to go off on a tangent here, but I'm not going to. Um, I might towards the end, but I'll, I'll try and keep us on point. So, Sarah, you like you said, you've been you've been one of those people in this sector that has just been a joy to be around your energy and everything. You kind of just light up rooms when you walk in and you're so passionate. And and it's been it's been ace to have you about for sure and, and to for you to kind of like you say, work your way up and now you're holding a massive position at Sage, you know, national head of sales. It's huge um, and a very different um, a very different kind of model of delivery than what um than than what a traditional provider does and what you're what you did before. So there's also so many assumptions and I'm and I'm key to making them. I know I often say things to you and you're like, oh my God, Amy, no, it's not like that. And I'm like, <laughs> oh God, okay, okay. So what I want to do is kind of unpack that a bit and let's set the record straight, right? So there are so many assumptions around how you guys work and, and what you do. So can you just unpack that for us and explain how you're different? We are different in that we are funded by investors, mm-hmm. but that's it. Uh, we, we are, we run and operate basically in exactly the same way as an HA. So we are, the majority of people that work for us and, and with us are from HA background. So all of the policies, procedures, best practice, we just follow the same suit. Somebody already wrote the rule book. So we just follow it because we can't be bothered to write a new one. Like it's, it, we basically just, we buy section 106 um, in the same way that the other HOs do and bid for. And we also buy, when offered, additionality. Um, if it mm-hmm. if we think it's right, we, we buy those too. We think they're going to sell well. We still operate within the Homes England guidelines and the um, capital funding guide. We sell between 25% and 75%. On, and then we've obviously got the new model coming in. We've got some new model mm-hmm. stuff coming and we'll be offering exactly the same way. We still make people maximise their shares. They're still, they still have to follow all the same procedures that we do or that that are you know HA counterparts would we're just we just are funded differently and are fortunate that our investors have got deep pockets and Mm -hmm. and you know trust us and and like the shared ownership model and the return that it brings them and so they're they're willing to heavily invest and and that's literally it we we still bid for stuff and do things in the same way the one thing that is changing now slightly is that we do because we have got sort of bigger pockets and, and whatnot, we're able to partner with some of the bigger housing providers or, or some of the bigger um, like developers out there. We've got a few schemes coming up with them um, where they are actually going to be selling on our behalf, which is kind of similar to how Halo operate. Um, but but in mm-hmm. terms of our day-to-day running, we take on you know, section 106 units, we take on additionality units. And we actually, because we run up and down the country, we use mm-hmm. agents. We have four main agents that we use to okay. sell and deliver those homes for us. But they act as an extension of our team. But 
generally speaking, we operate in exactly the same way as an HA. So that's boring that? now, isn't it? You wanted some real big... No, I just, bit boring. Why, did, why did we get it so confused? I think know? that there are, for example, Halo, they do operate yeah. slightly differently and they do have, you know, their, their rents are different um, on some schemes, whereas ours are, are, are the same. It's 2.75%. Um, they use the, they go through the developers to sell. They have a specific share that they have to reach. We obviously try and maximize our shares and we'd love to, you know, sell the high ones, but in some areas that doesn't work and that's fine. So they are modeled slightly differently to us or how they operate mm-hmm. is slightly different, but we, we operate in the same way as a, an HA. And do you do any land led stuff or is it just section 106 delivery? So we haven't until recently, but we do get offered, um, entire schemes and so we have got a couple that are coming through where there is already a a developer in place you know a contractor in place to build them out and we've just bought the whole site and therefore we do get to do the full marketing suite hoarding shebang we get to do all of that um but that's only this year really that we're kind of really getting stuck into doing that I suppose that's going to be really interesting, isn't it, for the future and like, you know, the short to medium term around the changes to 106 delivery and all of those kind of changes that we've got on the horizon Mm. of of what that impact is and, you know, and whether um, developers choose outfits like yourselves to just deliver the affordable directly for them, um, whether, you know, we diversify down the kind of first homes route or whether you do um, diversify like you're starting to do, like a lot of providers are in building their own land banks and, and not being so reliant upon section 106 for delivery mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um interesting so um having been on both sides the kind of public and the private mm-hmm. what should you we be taking more notice of and maybe a little little, little why can't I speak today? A little less notice of. So are there any kind of huge differences or do you sit in the job you're in now and go, oh my God, why didn't we just do it like that in my previous jobs? It'd be so much easier. Or Um, do you sit there and go, why can't we do it like the other side? Because that would be so much easier. Or is it just the same? It's just the same. Honestly, it really is just the same. There isn't anything, any, any different really. Um, like I say, we operate in the same way under the same policies and procedure, etc. Um, the majority of us that work within Sage have been on both sides of the fence before too. So it kind of all works the same way. So what would be then, what would be the one thing, this is a bit of a bonus question I'm throwing in for you, what would be the kind of one thing then, you know, 10 years in, national head of sales now, what would be the one thing you'd want changed? I think the way that we're perceived within the within the sector, I think, um, and also just within the wider sector. So the way that shared ownership is perceived, um, mm-hmm. again, it's something that I'm hugely passionate about. We we sort of have, have got a few things coming up with some of the the big house builders, um, and their mm-hmm. sales teams are you know sort of like, God, how are we going to sell this? How are we going to do this? And um, we're sort of going, it's not really any different. Like it's just people coming to buy a house that you're building. They're just buying it in a different way. And for it to be, you know, less of a, an us and them sort of scenario, which it sounds like something that we've been banging on about for absolutely ages. And it's because we have, <laughs> but I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that with more of these deals that come through and with more of these partnerships that they'll kind of cotton on to the fact that, you know, we're not the poor relation. And actually, 
you know, they're the people that buy from us are, are just people, like the people that walk into their marketing suites. It's just they've got a slightly different way of financing it. That's it. I think that's really interesting, isn't it? So, like, we have been banging on about it, and we always do. So, actually, maybe this some, something like this change of like relationship and delivery because they have to they have to listen, don't they? Because they're going to be selling them. So, yeah. it's a case then actually, well, we we potentially might see some 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 shift from kind of sector development led and um, bias. Because actually, they are going to be dealing with our shadowship clients and seeing how just amazing those homes are and how much they do change people's lives. So that would be really interesting to probably see whether, you know, this time next year, you you do see a bit of a change in that um, of how it's perceived with your private sector partners. Yeah, no, definitely. So... Does, so obviously you said earlier, you know, you operate up and down the country, you've got big order books, deep pockets. Um, so so what that denotes is real large scale delivery um, of, of what you guys are doing. And do you think that lar- this large scale, you know, national coverage delivery of shared ownership still has its place? And across those markets that you are um, covering, what are they telling you and what are your customers telling you? I think it definitely does. And I think actually there's probably, you know, a bit of a cry out for it. I mean, we still we still have people that need to buy houses. There's more and more of them, you know, year on year. Mm-hmm. And um, we still need to deliver them. And we're in a position where we can deliver, you know, a... a a bigger amount I suppose just because we're national um we have got we tend to I think last year we sold about 1500 homes um across the wow. year and we took reservations sort of like close to 800 uh, 1800 sorry so I think actually you know from a from a house builder perspective the fact that there are people out there that are able to deliver on these bigger numbers is good. Um, we obviously like them to still be selling on site too and have a bit of skin in the game. Like <laughs> if, they, if they think they can sell then chances are that we can. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think there absolutely is a place for it. I think it's really important. I think it's great, you know, what we do. We've got um, a bill to, to build and have 30,000 homes within our portfolio by 2030. And, you know, we've, I think we've got 10,000 in the bag. The other 10,000 are sort of accounted for and we're still going out, you know, tenaciously to, to buy and to find more um, where the right. opportunity is right. We still do our due diligence. We still look at whether or not we think those schemes are viable. Do we think we can sell in those areas? You know, geographically, some places do better for shared ownership than others. Yeah. Um, but there is still absolutely a market for them. You know, there is still, especially with help to buy going, I think it's even more important um, now because there are, you know, there's a, a group of people that sat kind of in one category um, of purchasing that no longer don't really have an option. They still can't quite manage you know, to buy on the open market, but they can afford to buy the upper ends of the first tranche sales, you know, within shared ownership. And so that that's good for everybody, um, for, for them to kind of be filtering or dropping through the filter. Um, so, yeah, I do think there is a place for it. Absolutely. I think it's needed. I think that, like yeah. I say, the, the demand out there is is huge for housing, especially affordable housing. And, and I think, you know, that's why it's exciting to be in Sage. Like we run at a hundred miles an hour all the time. That's why I'm look like this all the time. Tired, <laughs> like it's so busy. You know, we we do about a hundred. We're set to do 
around 100 reservations this month you know the beginning of the year like the market's a bit uncertain it's a bit wild out there at the minute no one quite knows what's going on but actually you know it's been a bit slow to warm up the first couple of weeks but we're still going to hit our target like because there are still people out there that have a motivation to move and need to move for, for whatever reason and and that's where we come in. And are, you, are your guys on the ground finding it harder to secure those reservations um, or is it just, you know, just, just softening a little? Mm. No, I don't think so. I think, the, like I say, the first couple of weeks, it was everyone was a little bit slow to wake up in the market. Buyers were a bit slow coming back out. They'd submitted loads of inquiries over Christmas, but weren't all answering their phones because, like, first week of the year, panic back to work and whatever else, I'm sure. But, but no, we seem to have really stepped up week on week. Um, you know, we've done about 2,000 inquiries since Christmas. Like, it's mad. That's, you know, like, for us, that's a that's a fairly big number. And then in terms of the reservations, we've built on them week on week. And, you know, we're we're set to hit our target for the month. We're set to deliver quite a, a big, chunky programme for this year. And and it's encouraging that, that, you know, rates are coming down slightly. People are still able to move. And, and ultimately, I think the, the benefit of shared ownership is that, yes, all right, the rates have gone up. But actually, because of the sliding scale on first tranche share, all right, you, might, you can't buy a... a a 50% share anymore but you can still buy a 25% share and still yeah. be paying the same monthly amount yeah. so you're just sort of like slide the scale about on them the amount that you own but your outgoings are still the same and again that's one of the benefits of, of the product and, and and how it's how it works for people who still have that motivation to move and to be somewhere absolutely absolutely and and we kind of obviously with your you know national scale of delivery we spoke at the beginning around um, that you deliver like just the standard model obviously we've got the new model here it's mm-hmm. not coming anymore it's here with us yeah um, how are you navigating that at sage and 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 your partners and and what does that look like for you that kind of two-tier delivery um honestly from from in my part of the business it's business as usual um it's just a, a wider sort of scale for people to be able to buy along we haven't seen anything on sub 25 yet um if I'm honest we've got we've only got a couple of schemes that are running with it um but we are due to have a fair few more towards the end of this year but it, in terms of the way that we're operating it's just a case of educating our agents our IFAs are already on board with it because they know that you know they knew it was coming and know that it's here and our legal teams are set up for it as well our CRM we're slowly getting there with that that's a bit of a task um but we are getting there you know with that um and hopefully it will soon within the next few months will be available at the click of a button um and it will catch up but in terms of the way that we're marketing we're still marketing in the same way we've obviously just changed our t's and c's so that to include the you know the the new bits to it um our our other the other ends of the team so further on through the process in terms of like resales and staircasing you know they're sort of aware of it and on board with it and in the process of figuring out how they're going to you know resource that and and put it into practice obviously they've got a few months grace because we need some people to buy some first um in order for them to take up on that but yeah for us it's it's business as usual it's a I think for us it's the benefit is that we we do see a lot of people that can't quite hit that 25% but they fall between 20 and 25% and I think it's those people that we're going to be able to like scoop up and, and be able to help 
in what the are your thoughts on what are your where do you think it's going to go another little bonus one for you and then I promise I am done where do you think it's going to go or have you got any kind of worries about when this hits more you know wider and we've got much more delivery of the new model um versus the model that we've had around for 41 odd years um where where do, where do, where do you personally kind of sit on on the two of them I think personally it's a bit of a headache like it's a little bit like oh god you know how are we gonna especially when you've got schemes like we do where we have schemes that are literally you know we've got such big phases delivering and you might have one phase on the old model and one phase on the new model that's going to be a bit tricky and again we're going to kind of have to navigate that and and we may we may take a decision that actually do we just offer you know the opportunity to do we offer the 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 500 pounds towards repairs and maintenance do we just kind of take a bit of a hit on it and and offer it because ultimately you know we to get the sales in in the first place we don't want to be left with a load of stock certainly not age stock um so i think as well you know getting systems up to date is going to be the biggest headache but i think that once people are there and once it's you know once their systems are able to cope with it i mean their people will be able to it's not that isn't an issue i think it's more of a system-led thing and i think it's just making sure that everybody is set up and has full awareness across their entire business about what it is that's coming i think you know certainly our our um like the sales teams are, are pretty scoped up for it and ready, but you know, other areas of the business are just a step behind at the minute. And I'm sure that we're not the only ones, you know, sitting on the, the national sales group and speaking to people and, you know, people are, are like, what's everyone doing? Because, you know, it is a first for so many of us and, and so many of us are, are still just kind of figuring out how we are going to do it. We know what we've got to do. It's a very manual process at the moment, but like I said, I think as soon as people's systems catch up with it, it's not it's just going to be business as usual it's just you know yeah no that's 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 really good and actually I did say that was my final question but I've got one more before I hand over to Asif so you have worked your way up and worked your way across organizations and stuff if we've got anybody listening here that's like a you know sales neg or sales officer or you know just starting out their sales journey or wants to start their sales journey what one like little piece of Sarah Crockford career advice would you give them? Wow, I don't know that anyone has ever come to me for career advice, nor necessarily will. Well, I'm coming to you now, us. right? Just be tenacious, be conscientious, and just do your job. Do what you say you're going to do, and do a little bit more as well. That's how you get where you're going to be. Perfect. Well, that that's it. That's all I wanted to know. And I feel like I need to go and experiment with Nando's again now that that's your... <laughs> Nando's career Nando's advice. Order? What's that? What's your Nando's order? I thought you'd never ask. I haven't been to Nando's <laughs> for years. Um, I've been waiting for 21 minutes, I think, and 10 seconds. Um, it would have been a medium... I can't remember what it is now. I don't know, chicken fillet or whatever. In butterfly pizza. chicken, double breast. Butterfly chicken, that's the one. <laughs> Why does Nando's haunt me? This is this is my own fault for bringing it up, but I just love Nando's. Yeah, medium, <laughs> got to be medium. That's been that's been really good, that Sarah, and thank you for for being our guest on this episode, and uh, a lot of positivity to be taken from all of that in terms of what's the business picture and. 
in January, still hitting sales targets despite the doom and gloom in the media, etc. So shared ownership is here to stay is pretty much the story, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's not going anywhere. So there's going to be people who are going to be queuing at your door to connect with you for career advice, Nando's (laughs) advice, and shared ownership, (laughs) possibly in that order or maybe different, I don't know. So how can they connect with you? Give us your handles, where they're going to find you. Uh, LinkedIn is the best place. Okay, that's fine. That's great. So connect with Sarah on LinkedIn. And uh, you're going to find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, and on our website, sochat.co.uk. If you do listen on Spotify and Apple, please do leave a rating and review. And you can follow us on Twitter at SoChat Hour. If you, like Sarah, fancy being a guest on the SoChat podcast, you can talk about where you've worked before, career advice, (laughs) and shared ownership being optional. (laughs) <laughs> Please get in touch with either Amy, myself on LinkedIn, Twitter, or SoChat, or there's a contact us form on SoChat.co.uk. If you've got, if you're passionate about any aspect of shared ownership, then get in touch, and you'll be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and all these fantastic platforms. So, Sarah, it's been an absolute pleasure. So, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.